That was yeah. your punchline. <laughs> and then, yeah. Joe, an hour and a half later, the ambulance shows up. You know, and so everybody who's into logistics is going, man, can you believe that? An hour and a half response time. That was it. <laughs> that's that's the punchline of your story. Yeah, I got a great story, Joe, about logistics. <laughs> wow. An hour and a half. Thanks so much for sharing that, Rush. Oh, You know what, again, again, Rush, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm amazed by the anticlimactic way in which you tell stories. Yeah, thank you. It just... What do I need to change about my storytelling? Because I feel like that's a really interesting story. Now, I'm the kind of person that probably still told that story 40 times. So maybe maybe I'm telling it too many. Well, yeah, I mean, right around the time that it happens, you tell everybody you see the next day, like you won't believe what happened. We were out on the balcony. There's this fight. Hour and a half, hour and a half later, the ambulance shows up. I I mean, again. It was wild. Again, I just, you know, I was just like, man. And I just, this guy's blood everywhere. Which one was better? Which one was better? The wasp story or the the fight? The the Bourbon Street fight. I mean, let's be honest. The wasp story. Right, all the time. I hope that that makes it to a bonus episode. Yeah. I think that that whole wasp thing, I'm telling you, I think we need to close the season. We need to close the season with that, with that, with that bonus episode of what happens when somebody doesn't show up. <laughs> Just rather that's a bonus episode, and like the four that's a good people, idea. The four people who have listened to the episode will be totally into that. I do think people are going to like it, but maybe not. I, I don't, I don't know. know. But, but you want to know what? That's not the point. The reason why we're doing it is a labor. It's a labor of love to meet yep. really interesting people. Speaking of this Jesus Christ guy that's got Jesus on his face. What is the guy? What's his name? His name's Mike. Mike. And I'm pretty sure his last name is Servin. But again, Servant? Servin. Servin. Yeah, Mike okay. Servin. S-E-R-V-I-N. And mm-hmm. I've wanted to talk to this guy forever. Dude, I'm so excited about talking to this guy. By the way. Oh, here he is. No All way. Right. Okay. Is he coming in? Are we ready? I'm bringing him in. Are you ready oh, for this? Uh, you gotta, you I don't think so. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I, you're I not am, ready for this. I'm, I'm not ready. For I this. don't, I don't think I am. Oh. I, this is so great that Mike would actually want to come and be a part of the, be a part of this conversation. It I think is. that's pretty awesome. Hold on to your hand. All right, let's see. Here we go. Three, two. Mm, so excited. <laughs> Mike. Juice Quartz. What's oh, up? look at you. Mike. What's up, Bo? Juice Quartz. Mike, Ooh, you Mike. have no yeah. idea. You have I... no idea how excited <laughs> I am. I'm serious. And I we am... just, we're excited to talk to you. I've wanted to talk I to am... you for so long. Mike, Nine, this is this is just an absolute dream come true. We've seen you online and and have just found you to be so interesting. Oh, the yeah. fact that you would come and spend some time with uh, with us just to to hear your story is such a remarkable thing. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today, man. Of course. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, man. And hey, listen, listen, Jesus forget course. about forget about the microphones because our podcast is just a conversation. So it's like we're just hanging out in your truck. 
We just want to have a okay, normal conversation okay. with you, you know? Now, now, now you are. Now, I can see here, you are you are in your truck. Is that where you are right now? Yeah. Yep, I'm inside my truck right now. Jesus Christ. Nice. Okay, so, Mike, bef- as we get started, can you just can you just tell me for a minute, just kind of give me a little bit of a brief of your story. Like, where, where, um, like, where did you come from? Like where, tell me a little bit about your family background and, and how did you get to the place to where you started posting stuff on Instagram and how we met you? So just tell us a little bit about just your own journey and why you started posting to begin with. Of course. So I was born in, I was born in Modesto, California. I had a pretty decent family. My mom, my dad, they was there. Those yeah. cannery workers and uh, growing up, uh, I didn't have no like a uh, long line of like uh, gang members, like generational gang members in my family. But when okay. I was like 12 or 13 years old, I watched these gang movies and it was the first time I seen a gang member. And yeah. I was like, I wanted to be that. But throughout my whole life, I tried to do everything. I tried to dance. I tried to rap. I tried to do it all. But I became this gang member who influenced me most. Just of course. But, uh, but I had a pretty, I had a pretty cool uh uh, bringing my mom and dad, they, they're, they're pretty uh, stand-up people. But like I said, man, I got influenced by these movies. And then in 1999, one of my friends gets shot, killed. And, no uh, way. And, and at that point in my life, I thought that's who I was. I was like, I'm a gang member. My friend dies. Now I go chase the guys that did it. So I was okay thinking bad was good and good was bad. And I go to I go to prison in 1999. I get out in 2001. And my brother gets stabbed 16 times in the streets. And same thing. Whoa. I was fine with it. I cried a little bit, chased the guys that did it. And I thought that's who I was. But um, but I started doing drugs after I started gambling. I started doing drugs and they started shaking me. They shook my baby's mom. I was living with my baby's mom. They shook her. She she gave me the boo because I was so paramo- paranoid. She couldn't go mm. to the bathroom without me knocking on the door. Who's in there with you? Or wow. looking under the bed and the bed's like three inches off the floor. I'm like, man, that dude's skinny. How does he fit under there? <laughs> Like I, w- I was chasing something. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I was chasing something. So, and then she gave me the boo and I went back to live with my mom and uh, I started doing drugs more and more and more. And then I started seeing them and I started hearing them and they started coming out of everything. It started coming what, out. What, the TV. What, 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 what were you hearing? What were you hearing? I, I was hearing these demons and, and wow. I was hearing these demons. At first I heard them. At first I heard them. And then because I heard him and I thought about him, visions, then I seen him. Can, can you can you understand? You understand that? Like I heard them. Yeah. And then it's like I can feel them and then I can see them. But I heard them first. Wow. Before wow. I even felt them. Before I even felt them, I heard them. Wow. So what happened after that? Like what, what happened after that? After that, after, after I started seeing them, they started taking everything. I can hear them so clearly that I was like, how do they do that? How do they know everything that I'm thinking? How do they know everything about me? And they would lie to me so much that they would make me believe I was somewhere when I wasn't somewhere. I would yeah. be lost in my own neighborhood that I grew up all my life. I don't know where I was and I was only right around the corner from my house. Yeah. But because they like, lied to me so much, it's like they hypnotized me. And, and and I don't know which way to go. I don't know what I was fighting. I don't know. I didn't know it was demons first. I thought I, I thought it was aliens. I thought it was the CIA. I Man. thought it was the FBI. Yeah, paranoid. Really paranoid. I was but a demon. Paranoid. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. 
And so you were listening. So you were listening to these voices and and obeying them. I was this. They got me to a point to where I was listening to them so much that I got like trapped in my mind. And I remember one day I was kicking in the door and I could not stop. I could not stop. I was like sitting in my mind, not being able to stop. I was like, what? But at that point in time, God was already sitting with me. God was like, Mike, I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. So what made the biggest difference? Because that life is is behind you, obviously now looking at the kinds of things that you talk about and your commitment to Jesus Christ and you know what you're what you use your platform for now. What made the big difference that shifted the trajectory of your life? That name, Jesus Christ. Hmm. That name. So, yeah. There, there was a there was there was a point in my life where them voices, them demons, them feelings, them shadows were so much that I could not get away from it. And I remember, I remember saying, man, God, I need help. Mm-hmm. It's taking everything. Mm-hmm. And the little bit I knew about the Bible ministered to me. Mm-hmm. The Bible said that God knows everything you're going to say before you say it. Mm-hmm. And I remember that still small voice telling me that. And I, and I believe that. And yeah. I said this, I said, God, because you say, you know, everything I'm going to say before I say it, when I call on you, God, I'm going to answer for you because you said you knew I would because you mm. knew what I was going to say anyways. Yeah. So one day I'm in the middle of the street. You ever see them guys in the middle of the street stopping traffic thinking they're a stop sign? Do you sure. ever see them yeah, guys? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, so yeah. high. Yeah. Lost their motor skills. Yeah. So I was in the middle of the street stopping traffic. And here comes all them voices, all them demons. And the best way I can tell you what they felt like at that point, same thing. I heard them, I felt them, then I seen them. I felt them, I heard them, then I seen them. It was like the supernatural vision. I kept seeing them. Uh And when they started coming, it was like a wall of like a tingly feeling, like all these racing thoughts I couldn't get. You can't get away from your thoughts. That's what you can't get away from. That's what the devil had. It was like it was crushing me. And here they come, and I scream wow. at the top of my lungs, this course, I love you, God. And I answer back for him, I love you too, Mike. That's when I first heard God. That's when my oh. life started to shift. Really? Right there. So what kind it of shifts shift. what, what kind of shifts happen? Like, what's your life like now? What what are you, what are you, you know, like tell us about your life and your family now? I think you're married, right? Hey, my life is so great, God. Good. restored my life and saved me with that name. And so God has totally wow. transformed me. I went to I went to this um to this discipleship called Teen Challenge. You guys know what that is? Yeah. I, yeah, uh-huh. I know Teen yeah. Challenge, yeah. So I went I went to that discipleship. I went there for a whole year, graduated, became an intern, then became like a counselor and a teacher. Wow. And God yeah. re- God restored my my PR skills by bec- by putting me in leadership position. Man. That's amazing. Man, so I'm really happy what, for you, Mike. That's amazing. What, what so, so so as you as you go through Teen Challenge and you're reading God's word and you're studying it and you're learning more, what what is it about about your study of God's word that that really reinforced this transformation that's happened in your life? It was that when I got into the Bible the man in the Bible somehow or another went through the exact same thing I did. Mm-hmm. They went through the exact same thing. And a lot of times in the Bible, it doesn't 
like break it down exactly what they were going through, that they was fighting demons, that they was fighting voices, that they felt God like this. But in one point of the Bible, Paul said that he chased after God to get that feeling of the first time when Jesus possessed him, like that first feeling of, oh, I want that. So he stayed in that type of spiritual connection with God. And I was like, that's me, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I was like, he's talking my language. Like I say Jesus Christ because it keeps me connected in the most spiritual way I could possibly connect, be connected to him. Because that's how he saved me. And so I, as, as I started reading the Bible more, I started, I started understanding more that the Bible is a love story. It's about all these different men and women who love God with all their heart. And I was like, mm. I love God with all my heart. I love him like that. And so I would read it and, and it would just give me confirmation that what I was hearing, that I was that what I was going through with God, that it was true. Wow. Now, how how does your love for God translate into your everyday life? What is it? I mean, obviously you pop and lock. So I mean that needs yeah. to be acknowledged. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean there's, there's a lot of pop Which and lock. Which it is good. There's a lot of pop and lock going on. So 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 as you as you as you as you ask that question, so where did you learn to pop and lock? Obviously, oh, before, before you were Christian, after you're Christian. Before the before, yeah. But, but before the Christian, but hey, when I was younger, hey, I, I started off. Uh, my mom, my mom put me in catechism when I was like 13, 13 years old. Okay, but yeah, that, yeah so I, 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 I had a little bit of God there. But before okay. I was following God, before God was Lord of my life, I, 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 I learned how to break dance from my Beat Street. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah man. <laughs> hey, I know, I know all that stuff. I man, I enjoyed. I think I watched. Uh, I think I watched uh, uh, Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. Like, yes. in the theaters, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think everybody wanted to be Turbo. Everybody. I mean, who didn't? I mean, who did? I mean, that whole like Beat Street, Breaking, Breaking Two. I mean, all of that stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, that was like. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, now listen, I I've I've I mean full disclosure, Mike. I've I've uh, I have hung up my pop and locking days, but I tell you what, <laughs> it's it's uh it's fun to it's fun to see how how your expression through dance has has a new has a new expression in worship to the Lord, right? Yes, and you're full of joy, man. You're full of joy. I've been thinking about that a lot in my life lately. The the importance of of happiness that comes through a relationship with Jesus and pursuing that happiness that really glorifies him. And man, that's one of the things I think, I mean, I'm, I'm saying the obvious stuff. It's one of the things that really attracts people to you. It's what, pe oh, what yeah. people like to see in you is that you are, you, you are really, you are full and overflowing with joy, you know, and it's not just on, on Instagram, obviously. Cause you know, we're yeah, just having, a, we're exactly just hanging right. out and you're, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, what, what are the other, I mean, what are the other expressions of, of your transformed life? I mean, obviously we see what's what you post, but yeah. what are the other ways that you've yeah. seen a difference in terms of how, how, how Jesus Christ, and I wanted to say Jesus Christ the way you say it, but you Jesus know, Christ. <laughs> but how has, how has he, how has, how has that transformed your life in other ways? Man, it, it it just um it transformed it transformed my life to a point where everybody sees me, I'm connected to God already. Yeah. Like be like everybody already knows me. Like that's the Jesus Christ guy right there. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm that's, I'm just yeah, connected. I, I, I'm so connected with God. So before they it, people would see me, they see the tattoo, they probably think like, oh, like, like 
gang member or, or like or like or like rough type of dude or like a bad individual. But right. now, but now people see me because of Jesus Christ. They see a loving person. They see a kind person. Mm-hmm. They they see somebody that don't want to hurt none or let nothing die. Like like they see that. And so when I, when when I walk around, when I walk into the room, I feel that everybody feels so comfortable and safe when mm-hmm. I walk in the room, and that just makes me feel so good. Jesus yeah. Christ. And now again, I wouldn't put a tattoo on my face, you know, necessarily. <laughs> so I, now, out of all the ways that I want to communicate the transformational oh life, goodness. I don't think I have Joe. the courage to, to put Joe. Jesus Christ on my face. Okay, Joe. so just t- tell me. Yeah, tell you got to tell what, us. We got to I mean, know. About, I, again, again, I, you know, I, I'm. I'm trying to keep my cool, yeah. you know, just, but you're not, you're I, I'm so, I'm so well. curious about what would motivate you. This is Joe keeping his cool. To put yeah. Jesus Christ on your, on your face. Yeah. Right. I mean, it this does. Of course. Uh, yeah. What, 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 what motivated that? Talk to me about that. And, and, and so when, got, what, when was it? This was like in uh 2000, like the beginning of 2016. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you guys are gonna. This is gonna. This is awesome. This is gonna. You guys are gonna see this and be like, "Oh, now I get it." All right. So yes. I get. I Tell I us. get locked up. I'm. I'm already finding the demons screaming, "Jesus Christ!" and everything. I. I. I know Jesus exists. Okay. But these demons never stop coming, and I can't okay. stop doing drugs. So at that point in time, I thought. I, I thought the devil was stronger than God because I'm like, I'm gonna stay on drugs forever. But I know Jesus exists, and I love you so much, Jesus. I just can't stop. So I get locked up. And I'm talking to all the guys in my cell and I'm telling the testimony how I see Jesus Christ and his angels and his archangels and how I'm out there screaming Jesus Christ and, and beating these demons. And they're all just sitting around me. They're just watching me the whole time because I'm really animated. And then right at the end of me telling my testimony what everything that God is doing and how I'm seeing and find these demons, I look at the guy just with the tattoos in my cell because there's 12 of us in a, in a dorm. And I said, hey, bro, in front of everybody, I asked him, I was like, and he looks at me and he's like, nah, bro. Because even gang members. Wait, 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 you broke up. Yeah, go backward. You okay. said, so you're in the cell and you, you, you're telling him a story and then you say to guy, you're talking about tattoos and you say to somebody in the cell, what? And then I, I look at the guy in the, yeah. in the cell, just giving the tattoos. And I tell him, I say, hey, bro, can you tattoo Jesus on my face? And he looked at me and he was like, nah, bro, you tripping. Because even gang members got got like the respect for God. They was like, nah, like, like. And then he's, we're looking at each other in each other's eyes for like a minute. And he asked me this question. He's like, why? I said, because every time I get out, I start doing drugs and I keep forgetting who I am. I don't know if I'm an angel, a demon, or a man, but I don't want to forget Jesus. Wow. I know that he's real, but I feel that the devil is going to take my mind and I'm going to forget who I am. So if you put Jesus on my face, I'll never forget him. I don't want to forget him. So maybe one day if I forget who I am or I don't know where I'm at, somebody can say, hey, does that say Jesus? Or I can look in the mirror and I can read it. Jesus, so he will always be with me. Because at that point in my time, I thought the devil was stronger than God. And when I told him that, he said, okay, bro, uh, okay, bro, I'll do it. And then you persuaded him with this and he did it. And he he did it. He did it freehand? He did it freehand? He picked it and he picked it and, and after after he did that, in my heart, because a lot of, in my heart, I, at that point, I was loving Jesus with everything I had. I was trying to yeah. tell Jesus, mm. I, I want to be connected with you. If if my conduct, if, if my lifestyle 
does it match up to how you want me to live? At least, at least you know that I love you enough to put you on my face. Wow, I want to wow. be connected with you and never connected with you. So at that point in my life, I thought that I was giving Jesus all the love I could ever possibly give him. That's why I put it on my wow. face. Wow. And the, the stars that you have, I like the stars. Did you do the stars then too? No, the stars are before that. Before that. The, star, right. the, the stars are before that. All right. And what, so and can wow. I ask, can I ask you, can I ask you what the stars represent? The the stars represent, so I wanted a way to honor like my, the people in my family that died, it's people yeah. that I love. Wow. I was like, man, how am I going to do that? And then this guy walks into prison and he has stars like this. And I was like, I want those. So I told wow. somebody in prison, I was, like, I was like, hey, bro, can you put the stars in my face so I can represent the people that died in my life? And he was like, and plus, because it's really cool. Yeah, it really, it really, <laughs> it really does. It really does. It truly, it really does. You're right. I mean, let's, that. I mean, let's not let's, forget the cool factor. No, but, no, yeah, now, I'm gonna, now I'm going to show how much of an absolute wimp I am, Mike, but <laughs> how does, how does somebody get a tattoo in prison? How does it just work? Cross, so, so you just, so all you do is you get a, 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 a paperclip or a staple, you straighten it out. You sharpen it, it gets sharp, what? you wrap it around a pencil, and then you just what? What? No. Course, yeah. <laughs> what? So, Wait. So, oh, so, so, man. So, so I think it did the, <laughs> That's how that's how you that's how it gets that's how it gets way. traced. That's how it gets traced, or that's how it gets inked. That's how it gets picked. That's how it gets and then the ink is like you gotta make oh. it like out of like like, like Are uh, you kidding? Hold yeah, on a second. Like, listen, you got, listen, you got Jesus have, Christ picked on your face by a even, staple? Dude, I have one tattoo. Yeah. I have one Jesus tattoo. Course. You have uh, a you have a tattoo? Yeah. Rush? I do. No, you don't. I don't think do you, you really? can see it. Can you hold on? Hold on. I'm gonna fall. <laughs> on it's not well, it's not on your face. Can you see it? Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. Now it yeah, wasn't like picked into my skin with a paperclip. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. Oh, hey, but I mean, I I mean, I mean, Mike. What you're saying is, I, I mean, can I just take a can I take a big time out here and sure. just and just to highlight the fact that your what you're saying is you're saying that 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 the power and the transformative work of Jesus Christ in your life that you you wanted to communicate your whole commitment to Him, your whole body. And your yes. identity, what you communicate <clears throat> as yes. a person through, because we all communicate through our face, right? Mm. And and that's come that's on, how we, course, yes. right? Yeah. That's that's how we communicate yes. through our face. Yeah, and that you're saying that 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 the the just the the redemption and the 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 release of captivity from these horrible evil voices in your head and in your heart that you wanted to commit you, literally your whole life and your whole body to Jesus Christ, that you wanted to communicate wow. that so much so that you would be willing to, to get, to get inked in, in prison to do that. A, a, am I hearing you right? Yes. Jesus Christ, you're 100% wow. right. You explained wow. it the best way you could understand it and you understood it right. Wow. Jesus Christ, because wow. on your face, you can't hide it. Mm, on, right, I even told right. myself at that time yeah. when I was getting it. Yeah, Jesus, of course. I was like, I can't deny you now, God. Full disclosure, Mike. That's not my thing, right? 
But, but you're close. <laughs> but you're feeling close. close. You're feeling <laughs> close because I'm, I'm feeling close. Wimp. I, I and, can, and you're I, starting I, to get persuaded. <laughs> and if you, this conversation goes much longer, you're gonna. He persuaded the guy. He persuaded I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The guy with the paper brother. Don't do it. And then he persuaded him, and you're close. He's like, for sure, I get it. He's caught. I did. Now, I now now listen. I would I I would bust out my old pop and lock though with you though. I'll tell you that. I'll I'll definitely follow you there for sure. <laughs> all right. So my right, so I got a question. I got a question. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Can I ask this question real quick? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the same thing you're gonna ask. It might be, but I'm not sure. If if we if you're on a street corner right now, what is the message that you're proclaiming to people? You know, tell us what your message is as though you're kind of proclaiming it to us. So so I'll, my message is that you can never out God's forgiveness. Everything that Jesus did on the cross, every step that he took while he did his ministry for three years was for you. If he had to come to this world and hang on the cross and die and save you from your sins just for you, he would have done it. So wherever you're at, if you're in your room, if you're in your closet, if you're in your car, if you can hear my voice, just know that if you can hear my voice, for sure God can hear your voice. Wow. He can hear you. Doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter what you think be forgiven for. God can forgive you for it. And he did forgive you for that because Jesus' blood is more powerful than any sin that you've ever committed. And Jesus loves you. Something like that. You did it. That's it, man. I mean, that is it. The look on your face. The look on your face. I mean, I'm just. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed, Mike. Right, because I think that there, there's so many, there's so many out there that feel as though that they're so broken, and that <clears> they've <throat> that they've committed and that they've mm. done so many things that it's that they. That, that they're outside of that they could never earn. Yes. They could never, they could never be, they could never move beyond their brokenness in yes. order to be good enough to, to receive God's forgiveness. And what you're saying is you're saying, listen, that Christ came for the broken and yes. that he came to save and that, and that there's nothing that you can do. It's only by God's mm. grace that comes to you and that as you repent of your sin, that Christ has has promised, and it's true, that he'll forgive you of those sins. And then you can follow him and trust him with your whole heart and life, although you don't have to get a tattoo in your face. Just going to be. But the idea, the idea oh. that I'm going to commit my whole life in loving obedience to him, not because it's just right to do, but because it's actually better. That how is how is following Jesus better, Mike? How is it better than, yeah, than all the question. promises? All the promises that because because the, those voices that come that they promise things, they promise happiness and joy. Yeah. How is it that following Jesus is better? If I ask you, I go, how is it better than than the things that the world promises me? How do you how do you respond to somebody like that? It's better because you don't have to try to be something you're not. Mm. Everybody try to walk around trying to be something they're not. If they want to be a businessman, they try to walk around pretending like they're a businessman. They want to be rich, you try to walk around pretending like they're rich. And a lot of times people have a lot of pride. 
and, and people try to be prideful and not even knowing. And so they try to live up to this fake pride of, oh, I'm better. I dress better. I talk better. I am better. So you don't have to. So the reason why living for Jesus is better is because you don't have to live up to none of these worldly ways. All you have to do is seek God, love God, and love others as yourself. If you can love others as yourself and just seek God, it is so simple. You don't have to live up to what everybody else wants you to be. You don't have to do that. Just live up to who God wants you to be, who he created you to be, which is the son of God. And it's much better when you love somebody, when you forgive somebody, when you're kind to somebody, when you want to help somebody versus you want to be better than somebody. You don't want them around you. You can't forgive them. You want to hold a grudge. It takes all kinds of energy to live like that. But if you come to Jesus, Jesus is the one that gives you true energy to love, to forgive. And it's and when you get to that point, it's easy. Well, listen, I, I tell you what, it's just been, it's been, so, uh, delight, it's been so kind. It's been so kind of you to come and to spend time with us. Our time has gone by really quickly. Hey, listen, before we leave, and I know our listeners can't see this, but can you just show me one big, nice pop and lock for me before we leave? Jesus Christ, we love you, God! Is it offensive at all? And you honestly can say it. I think that we should have a countdown and the three of us should give one simultaneous Jesus Christ. That, man, I love that. I did. That you would love that. that. Joe, come on. Ready? Ready? Right. Three, Ready? two, one. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Mike, you're uh, the you're best. Good, you're, you're a good man, Mike. Thank you're a good you, man. Thanks you. for spending for time with us, man. Have a good Stay day. Uh, God bless yeah. you guys. Jesus. You too. What was <laughs> Dude, I don't even know what now, to say. I, I don't, don't know what to say I, about that. You know, I just said, you want to know what? He's a really sweet guy. That dude... Is full you know, of joy, you know. And you know, I just, I, wow. I mean, and again, I like that again, guy so much. I, you know what? He's a really, he's a really sweet guy, and you can, you know, again, he's willing to, he's willing to put it out there. And wow, actually, what a story! To, to actually, <laughs> spend some time with us. Thanks for thanks for setting that up, man. That was a that was a pretty that was a pretty remarkable story, and I hope that um. And what was cool, what was cool is, you know, like it's been with everybody that we've met. The, I mean, the central theme is that just if you take this time and has, have a chance to sit down with somebody, it really helps you to understand their story. That really helped me. I only had the yeah, social me media view of him and I didn't, you know, without the rest of kind of the story or, or actually having some interaction, you don't get interaction on social media, you know, you just watch people do things. Um, but to be able to sit down with him, that really helped me now understand. And that's, that's what we wanted. You know, I want to understand what, what's going on here. You know, like, yeah, what, what yeah. is this? And wow. Yeah. And that's the, and I think that's the thing, right? Is that you go, Hey, I think, I think some people could put him in a box or do different things. But I think that just the, the kindness that he had to say, Hey, here's my story. And to be able to take an interest in that. Uh, I think again, just just proves that mm. the most uh, the most interesting people in the world is the one that's right in front of you, no matter no matter who they are, because their story their story is unique and it's mm. important and it's meaningful, and certainly uh, certainly for our Fred Bike, he uh, he wants to use that to, to proclaim Jesus Christ. I can't believe you you had us all say that. <laughs> 
you had to. Hey, thanks, and he was cool thanks, with it. He was, he, was, he was cool with it. He was cool with it. And hey, do you know thanks, what that means? Do you know what this means? What? That that's a wrap that on season wrap. one. What, nice. what a great way to end season one with Mike hey. Servin. There you go. Wow. Hey, thanks for thanks for setting it up, man. I appreciate it. That was really good. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's not over. I know I just said this is the end of season one, but there are actually two bonus episodes coming over the next two weeks. In next week's bonus episode, we catch up with New York Damien following his first marathon. And the following week, I'll tell Joe another intriguing story about a wasp. We can't promise it'll be good, but it will be interesting. So do what you need to keep up. Like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, everybody.